Social media plays a vital role in our everyday lives as people use it to share life updates, entertaining posts or videos, and recommendations for their favorite food podcast hosted by two guys who don't know that much about food. Some entrepreneurial spirits have found ways to build careers around creating content for wide audiences using these platforms. Occasionally, you'll find someone who creates for fun and to spread a positive message to their followers. My name is Bryant. And my name is Alex. And our guest this week is Callie Grayson, a social media influencer known for her positive vlogs and exercise videos on YouTube and Instagram. This is The Weekly Slice. Callie, welcome to the show. We're happy to have you here today. Hello, happy to be here. So one of the things we like to uh, start off with here is just asking you, are there any specific foods that you remember eating growing up? Um, so my grandmother used to bake with me all the time when I was little. So I remember always baking with her, whether it was like, we would make muffins all the time. We'd make blueberry muffins. That was one of my favorite things growing up. We'd make homemade blueberry muffins and they were to die for. And then every time it was anyone's birthday, we would always make a birthday cake from scratch. We would do the, our own icing. We would do our own cake mix. And so just baking is like something that I've always done since I was very, very, very little. Do you still bake? Yeah, I bake all the time. I actually baked my grandma's cake the other day for her birthday. Oh, that's so nice. So Yeah, baking's my, it's just fun for me to calm me down. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely a, a real relaxing process for sure. So Definitely, you've spent a lot of time, obviously, cook, uh, baking with your family. Are there any other main uh, family influences on uh, your style of cooking? Um, No, my grandma really is the only one who's ever, like, had that big of an influence. Okay, what kind of foods did you grow up eating? Well, just, like, the normal, you know, the average, I feel like, American dinners is just, like, a vegetable, a meat, and then, like, a side. Yeah. So, I grew up, honestly, just eating that. And I honestly never, I was very, very, very picky as a child. Mm -hmm. But then when I started growing up, I started actually branching out and trying new things. And then I would say that when I had the time in Paris, I was probably, I was very young when we went to Paris because my brother was born there unexpectedly. So we lived there for a little bit. And that's honestly when I started trying new things because you're immersed in a whole new culture, a whole new yeah, country. Sure. And you've never yeah, you're tried food from there before. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You want to tell us just a little bit more about your time in Paris? Uh, like, what was uh, the standard cuisine like there compared to here? It was um, very, very different. Obviously, they have the classics that you always think of when you think of France, like snails, escargot, that mm -hmm. kind of thing. It honestly is really fancy there. Like, everything is so fancy. It's just like you'd have this, you'd have something here, like just like for a chocolate bar, for example. Like a chocolate bar here, like Hershey's chocolate compared to a chocolate bar there. It's like gourmet there for some reason. I don't even know why. It's just things in France in general are just so much more fancy. Like it's just automatically a league above anything else. Exactly. Have you tried escargot? Yeah, when I was there and I was not a fan of it. It was like, <laughs> I did not like that. I don't think I would try it again, to be honest. What would you say your uh, favorite dish was that you had over there? Well, I've always been a chocolate fiend, so definitely crepes. They oh, have crepes. the best crepes there, and like I'm obsessed with Nutella. Anyways, I always have been, so <laughs> they always use Nutella there. They don't pretty, really use chocolate, big in Germany, which is yeah. weird. Yeah, they don't really use chocolate ever. They just have Nutella, and so um, 
the hotel that we stayed at because we lived there for a while my brother was born there um very prematurely so that's why we had to like everyone move there basically and we were there for like like almost a year i would say so the hotel that we stayed at all the time there was a little this little guy this just one man show he pushed like a little cart like a hot dog cart but it was for um crepes Hmm. and he would always make them every morning for us and he knew us and he knew like what we wanted our crepes so that's probably why like I love crepes still so much to this day because that was like what would get me up in the morning. I would be so excited to run down there and get my little crepe and eat it. It was just so yummy. Oh, man. I wish I had the same experience with crepes. When I was in Paris, I went and got, um, what was it? I don't know why I did this because, you know, crepes are usually like a dessert thing. Like it's usually a sweet thing. But I decided to get crepes with just eggs. I don't know why I did that. But it was a game time decision and I made it. Mm. And it was a horrible decision. No, that's not right. You can't do crepes like that. You got to have all the all the sweets in there. So I know you're super big into uh, a lot of the fitness and the correct eating and that kind of thing. Do you have any guilty pleasure food outside of crepes that uh, you like to sneak in every once in a while? Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's bad. I have a love-hate relationship with Taco Bell. That's oh. my actual weakness. <laughs> The Chalupa Box. I've been trying to push Alex on a segment about the $5 Chalupa Box for at least like a week (laughs) now. I could talk about Taco Bell to you for an hour straight. That is my actual weakness ever since even like from such a young age, Taco Bell has always been my favorite fast food restaurant. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure the last time you were over here, uh, you got Taco Bell. I think maybe someone (laughs) went out and got Taco Bell and brought it back. I don't remember... It, yeah. anyone leaving but then there was just a bunch of taco bell in our apartment so uh yeah i yeah, could definitely, definitely see it 100 being... because i was there that's why <laughs> the taco there. um so what would you say is your go-to meal to make these days oh so when i'm actually being good and healthy um <laughs> something that i really enjoy making is my own poke bowls so it's just like you choose your base which is like rice i usually do white rice and then I do crab with it and then some tuna and I put avocado in it and then I put um, cream cheese and just sauces like yum yum sauce and um, what's the other one? Unagi sauce. Okay. All right. But let's talk about after hours, Callie. What do you do for food when you're not trying to be healthy? Okay, so After Hours Cali is like back to my sweet tooth. And I don't know if you've ever heard of mochi, but it's literally the best dessert you will ever have in your life. Do you do like the, um, have you tried the the ice cream mochi? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's the good stuff. (laughs) Yeah, that stuff's pretty prime. So uh, obviously you had a pretty big influence of uh, French food on your life for a little bit there. Have you found any American style French food or any type of uh, French restaurants that... uh, you can have in America that kind of bring you a similar feeling of uh, still being over there? Yeah, there's actually this place at Wiregrass Mall. I honestly don't remember what it's called. I'm trying to think of it. I can see it now. It has like the red and white striped roof, like the awning. I don't remember what it's called. If you know what I'm talking about, tell me because it's driving me crazy. I can't think of what it's called. But they have like authentic gelato and crepes there and it's they're really good. Kind of brings you right back every time you try it. Yeah, exactly, because they make it the authentic way, too. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm trying to remember, like, what that place is. I don't think it's called 365. It might be called 365 Gelato or something like that. I'm not sure. 
It's like right on the corner. Is it like is it like a bakery too? I think it might be actually, yeah. And they sell like cookies and stuff, right? Or am I thinking of a different place? I think you might be thinking of just the cookie store. <laughs> I think I'm the thinking great of American? the cookie store. <laughs> is it the Great American Cookie? Is that the one you're thinking? I can't remember the name of it. I just know they're a cookie. It's like your generic mall cookie place. Yeah, the, the Great American Cookie, <laughs> the one that sells the big uh, cookie pizzas and stuff like that. Yeah. You always get like the $7 cookie when you're with your mom, when you're like five years old at the mall. <laughs> is that just me? Okay. I think I think that's what I'm thinking. All of. right. All right. Yeah, that didn't contribute at all. I'm sorry, Callie. It's okay. You know what's funny, though? In Paris, Alex, I don't know. Oh, wait, did you go to Paris, Bryant? I unfortunately did not get to. Alex was on that journey on his own. Okay, so when you went to France, did you ever go to, like, an American restaurant in France? Um, Did I go to an American restaurant? I'm pretty sure I went to a lot of, like, these chain Italian places. What was that one called that we kept eating at? There was one chain Italian place oh. that we ate at, like, four times the first time we ate it ate at it we're like this place is great uh it's just this local little place then we went to the next city and we're like oh they have the same place then we went to the next city and they're like oh this is just chain italian food i can't remember the name they have one in miami i know that yeah they do i'm (laughs) like oh this is just european olive garden (laughs) no yeah it was just like no i just had chain italian food and uh sometimes we went to a a french restaurant so what is an an american style restaurant in france like kelly it's just funny because it's exactly how you would picture how they picture us. <laughs> it's just like chicken nuggets, cheeseburgers, French fries, just like that kind of thing, like pub food kind of. Mm-hmm. But when you're because like when you think about what American food really is, you kind of pause and you're just like, huh, what is American food? Like, what do we offer? Just fried. Yeah, I mean, exactly. It is, it everything is fried. <laughs> That's what the whole menu was. Just everything was fried. What was what was the decor like, though? Was it just like wall-to-wall american flags did it feel like a saloon on the inside because that's what i think of when i think of like stereotypical like american eateries yeah it's kind of like a neon version of cracker barrel like you know how cracker barrel they just have things hanging on the walls just everywhere and randomly say less kelly say Uh, less exactly but just add neon to that and that's exactly what it's called do you want to know what the restaurant was called please Lay hippo. <laughs> oh, say less. Say less. We're on our way. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. But I loved that place, dude. Those chicken nuggets were fire. <laughs> so definitely something you've got to try. Uh, get the international view of the American experience next time you're out of the country. That's, that's good to know. That's good to know. So I know a lot of your content revolves around uh, different exercise videos, showing off some different uh, techniques for different things, especially right now, just things you can do at home. How uh, important is the different types of food that you eat to uh, proper, properly exercising? Well, it all depends, obviously, on what you're trying to do. Like, obviously, somebody who's trying to lose weight is not going to have the same diet as somebody who's trying to gain weight. And even for guys and girls, like, obviously, guys can eat a lot more food typically than girls can. So even there, that varies with your diet, too. Okay. Um, so where do you get most of the... I guess the information that kind of informs your training and the diet that goes along with it. Um, I've never really been like a, like a diet person. Obviously, like I'm very small. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to gain weight, if anything. Like I'm trying to gain muscle. So I just try to eat very clean and healthy foods, eat a lot of protein, not necessarily just from meat. Like, you know, eat like 
things that give you protein, like, you know, beans, avocados, yeah. just there's mm-hmm. so many different types of proteins you can eat. It doesn't always have to be meat. Mm-hmm. But just, just some eating, mass gain powder. Big bulking season energy, I feel it. Exactly, yeah. Like whey protein, I drink that all the time. Even though I hate it, mm-hmm. I force myself to drink it because that's just how, you, you know, you got to make those gains. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it's bulking season. Um, it really is right now. <laughs> so uh, could you walk us through what a typical day of eating is like for you? Um, usually for breakfast, my, I'm like, when I wake up for breakfast, I am hungry. Like I wake up and I need a actual meal. I can't be one of those people that skips breakfast or just eats like an apple or something like that. I have to have a full on meal. So my go-to I would say is either avocado toast or something that I really love doing. Cause I, like I said, I have a huge sweet tooth all the time. I make toast and I put peanut butter on it. Then I chop up a banana. I have two slices by the way. I chop up a banana, put the banana slices on the toast with peanut butter, then drizzle honey over it, and then microwave Nutella, and I drizzle the Nutella over it, and it is so good. You microwave the Nutella before you put it on there? Yeah, because it's easier to, like, drizzle. I drizzle it on. I don't just slap it on. I make it look beautiful. So, you know, it's, like, easier to make it look nice. It's not a haphazard process, Brian. I exactly. Forget, I forget that she cares about her food and not just. Uh, okay, well, first of all, because I got I got, I take a picture of it and I upload it to the gram on my Instagram story, so it has to look cute. And plus, I'm just a perfectionist, so that's how it has to be. We are we are very familiar with taking pictures of food for the content around here. Exactly. It's all about the hashtag content. So, what kind of advice would you give to someone who's, uh, especially in like a lockdown time, who's looking to kind of work out at home a little bit and uh, maybe is trying to adjust their diet? Um, so the big thing, obviously, for adjusting diet is knowing when you're eating because you're hungry and knowing when you're eating because you're bored. And especially right now, that's a very hard thing to distinguish because obviously we don't have anything to do. We're just confined to our houses. So you're going to run out of things to do quickly. And honestly, I'm guilty of boredom eating. Everyone is. Mm -hmm. But it's just knowing to control yourself. And honestly, it sounds cheesy, but like if you tell yourself no, it makes it easier the next time to say no. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah like, so you don't fall into the cycle of doing it. Exactly. It just it makes it easier for the next time. Same thing with getting fast food. Like, if you are like, oh, I really want Taco Bell right now, and you're like, okay, but I shouldn't. I have food at the house that I can eat that's a lot healthier for me. I'm just going to go home. Then the next time you're like, oh, I want Taco Bell, it's just easier to say no, and then you really don't ever think about needing Taco Bell. It's the same thing, but mm-hmm. just at home. Okay, that's fair. You gotta hit yourself with the "we got food at home" every once in a while. Exactly. Instead of your parents, just hit them with it. If they're like, "Let's go out," you're like, "No, we got food at home." I love doing that. It it really just fills me with pride anytime I get to tell like my brother. I'm like, "Nope, we got food at home." <laughs> exactly. Like we got food in the pantry. You can eat. I really like it though when like if my brother's like, "Oh, let's get a milkshake from Chick Fil A," I'm like, "We got milkshakes at home." He's like, "I know we don't have milkshakes at home. Why are you lying to me?" <laughs> But uh, yeah, that is real, real uh, good advice to try to just limit your intake on a lot of that kind of stuff. So do you meal prep at all, Callie? Oh my gosh, I wish, honestly, but I am not that proactive. In the future, I feel like when I have my own place, because my boyfriend's really big on eating healthy too, we are definitely going to meal prep. But right now it's just hard because I don't buy my own groceries, you know, so it's just hard to control like what is in your household. True, true. Yeah, that's understandable. I mean, even if you do buy your own groceries, it's not like I bought these meal prep containers and I've always told myself that I would meal prep, but I haven't used the containers to meal prep once. 
I've done I've meal prepped a few times. It's just, you know, you get busy, you make excuses. Yeah. I also find it really hard, like I just can't eat the same thing over and over and over yeah. again. I feel like that would be really difficult from that perspective. Yeah, yeah. See, I agree with that. I don't have a problem with that. It's just like I mean, personally, for me, the biggest problem is that the sink here is so dang small. Our sink is very small. It's very difficult to wash things around here. So, like, when That's you cook difficult. large quantities of food, you need, like, a large pan mm. or something. Mm-hmm. And it's just extremely difficult to clean that stuff with the sink that we have. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm just trashing on the apartment at this point. But, <laughs> that's yeah, that's my thing. Yeah, so... Meal prepping is a good idea if you've got a, a lot of time, a lot of space, uh, if you buy your own food, but uh, other than that, so just stick to, I think, light exercises, right, Callie? Uh, what kind of exercise do you just normally do? Well, I, like I said, I'm gaining muscle. Like, I I work out to gain muscle, and so I do pretty intense workouts. I've been working out basically every day. Like, I probably work out, like, five times a week for the past two years i would say i've been like really serious about working out some serious dedication there so are you so most of the exercises you're doing now are calisthenics i'm assuming yeah i have some weights luckily my boyfriend has like a little mini gym in his garage so i use free a little bit of free weights Mm -hmm. and i have like resistance bands and ankle weights so those things help definitely Mm -hmm. and it's it's more for strength gain at this point oh yeah definitely did you do uh, sports in the past? Yeah, I've done sports pretty much all my life. Me and Alex were on the same track team, so he knows all that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Those were the days. So exercise, obviously, is not really a new part of your life. What about for um, for someone who just hasn't wasn't ever really a, a sports person, didn't really uh, ever hit the gym, didn't ever really run a bunch? Uh, what kind of words of advice would you give them? Hmm. Whether it's to lose weight or to build muscle or just to be, like, healthy in general, because obviously working out can help your mental health as well, I would say that um, running is a very, like, running's just amazing for all three of those things. Obviously, long-distance running, if you're trying to gain muscle, it really doesn't help with that. But any of the other two, just, like, starting off with going on walks and then alternating, like, run a little bit, walk a little bit, run a little bit, walk a little bit, like, that's a good warm-up. And then as far as a workout... I would say that obviously like body weight and just easy beginner exercises and also yoga can be a good segue into working out. All right. So just kind of the light stuff and work your way in. I know. Light stuff. I don't know. Just going on walks. Running can be quite intense, Brian. Uh, She said going on walks. I was going off of that and work your way up to the runs. I think a lot of people, especially like at the first of the year, possibly right after the pandemic is over. A lot of people are going to be, I'm going to get in the gym, I'm going to go every day, and they go super hard on the first day, and then their body hurts, and then they decide not to do, not to exercise again. They're like, oh, I'll just wait two days, and maybe they go once more, and then then it's four days after, and then they just stop going in general. So that's some pretty pretty good advice, I think, to just kind of work your way in, just kind of ease your way into being healthy and kind of think about why you're, why you're doing this. So sounds, Yeah, it's all sounds. about where you're at already. All right, Kelly. So let's get to the meat and potatoes. Um, where would you say is kind of your favorite local restaurant? Or it doesn't even have to be local. It could be, you know, any restaurant you've ever eaten at. 
Well, I used to work at Bahama Breeze. If you're familiar with that place, it's very, very good. And because I worked there, I had to take like the food test. And that's basically you just like literally for three days straight, you just go into work, get paid to try everything on the menu. And it's amazing. After you do um, the tasting, do you have to take a test after that? Yeah, you do. And if you don't pass it, you can't like you have to take it again until you pass. Otherwise, you can't start working there. How big is that menu? Like, how long did it really take you to eat your way through it? Well, it's actually a lot to memorize, but luckily I'm good at memorizing things, so it wasn't too bad. But it's like a 90-question test, first of all. Holy... And you have to remember, like, ingredients in everything. I could definitely see that being pretty important, um, with a lot of, with, like, allergies and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's true. So, is it multiple choice, or is it, like, free response? It's literally like a whole SAT up in there. Like some of it's multiple choice, some of it's free response, what? some of it's fill in the blank. Like it's crazy. Bahama Breeze, right? Yeah. Bahama Breeze entrance exams harder than uh, getting into Harvard, apparently. That's uh, <laughs> that's good to know. So, what was your favorite thing on the menu? Hmm. I'm also like a big pasta freak, so I love anything that's pasta. And they have this one dish, and it's called the jerk chicken pasta so it's like so first of all bahama breeze is like jamaican food island food and so the jerk chicken pasta is like really really thin chicken with jerk spices on it and then it's bow tie pasta with like a creamy spicy sauce and it's so good holy cow that actually sounds really good oh and i get broccoli in it every time because i love broccoli Ooh, it's a quality vegetable so um what's the aesthetic like of the whole place like what's the vibe of the whole restaurant Honestly, the, the reason I loved working there so much was because when you walk in, it's so, the painting on the walls is like so bright and colorful. Like it's just like bright blues and pinks and yellows and every, there's like three separate rooms. There's like the main dining room, a little private room, and then there's the outside area and each area is just so pretty. It's honestly like a really modern restaurant too, cause it was just, it's pretty new. And so everything's just really nice in there and they have like these really big, fans that have like all these designs on them and they have a bunch of lights and stuff in there it's just really pretty how was the work environment there i mean did you get along with your coworkers and stuff well i feel like all restaurants you're gonna have people that you don't like and there's like nothing you can really do about that but yeah. for the most part everyone there was super sweet that's awesome so this is actually a chain right there are like multiple spots all uh, all around florida yeah i think there's I don't know if it's just native to Florida or if there's any in other states. I'm not sure about that, but I know there are multiple locations in Florida. Have you been to the other locations? Yeah, I've only been to the one that I worked at, which is off of, it's like near the, where the mall was just built. Yeah. And then I've gone to the one that's in um, Clearwater too. Okay. Uh, Were they any, were there any stark differences? Do you have a preference? Well, the one that I worked (laughs) at is like a lot newer, so it's crazy different in the inside like in the other one near the beach it's kind of just like dark it's kind of like red lobster in a way like you Mm -hmm. know you just go in there it's like kind of dark yeah it's like that but the one that i worked at was like really bright and vibrant and a lot bigger like a lot bigger so it gives off that kind of i don't know why but like when i walk into a restaurant and the lights are dark it gives off a vibe that i don't belong there I feel like a lot of like fancy restaurants do that. Like a lot of steakhouses, like you can yeah, barely see on the inside. Yeah, I was going to say that too, fancy. 
I think it's so they can hide the quality of their their product because you can't actually see it when you're eating it. <laughs> but uh, maybe that's true. That's probably right. Why Red Lobster does it? Oh, for sure. Red Lobster is like the epitome of like cheap place that's trying to be fancy. Exactly. Give you those cheddar biscuits and try to pass it off as a high quality meal. I don't think so, Red Lobster. Not today. Uh uh-uh. uh. That's like the only thing they have going for them is those biscuits, and even those right now, I'm just like, no. You can get them frozen. Yeah. They've cut out their own See, that just man. that doesn't make them more appealing to me. I feel like that adds part of the appeal. I feel like uh, she's kind of right. Like, it removes the appeal of the restaurant because if you can take something and make it a frozen product, it probably wasn't that high quality to begin with. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so uh, what would you say to someone uh, who's maybe visiting the area and uh, is looking to uh, try some different Jamaican or something down by the beach? Is uh, this place a good place to try? Oh, yeah, definitely when people are visiting, I would definitely take them to Bahama Breeze because, A, if you're 21, they have so many good drinks. Like, that's one of my favorite places to get drinks at because they have, like, a super wide variety to choose from. And everything there is honestly just, like, good quality. Okay, Mm -hmm. so good quality place, uh, great atmosphere, uh, good food, and uh, a great place for tourists and locals to go. That sounds like a, a great option. Thank you very much, Callie. No problem. All right, that's the episode. Thanks for joining us today, Callie. Thank you for having me. So um, what's the best uh, social media outlet for people to find you at? On Instagram, it's just at Callie Grayson underscore C-A-L-L-I-E-G-R-A-Y-S-O-N and then underscore. Okay, and then you've got a YouTube channel too, right? That's just my name, Callie Grayson. If you search it, it'll come up. All right, check her out on Instagram uh, and YouTube. Uh, make sure to rate, review, and follow us on inst- follow us on Instagram at Weekly Slice Pod, or send us an email with your thoughts to Weekly Slice Pod at gmail.com. Whoop whoop. Um, also, shout out to Mitchell Silcox for our musical themes. Make sure to check out his SoundCloud link in the description. Uh, we'll see you next week. Take care, y'all.